You are welcome to the official podcast of Apostle Emmanuel Nkum, the founder of the Radiant Place, a well-traveled apostle to over 59 nations in the world, a United Nations representative, a board of director of several organizations in the world, a man with the message of grace, the mandate of grace to affect, influence, and impart his generation, ladies and gentlemen, a man worth hearing. I trust the Lord that you will never be the same again. Stay tuned as you hear the voice of God's servant, Apostle Emmanuel Nkun. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Please get this. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Why are you fairer than the children of men? Because grace is poured on thy lips. What is poured on your lips? Grace. Oh my God. What is poured on your lips? Grace. Uh huh. Therefore, God has blessed thee. And because grace is poured on your lips, God has blessed thee forever. Forever. Something is about to happen to you that will be with you forever. Forever. Someone say forever. Now, let me start by defining grace. Is that okay? Grace is God's unmerited favor rewarding the unrewardable labors of men. Let me say that again. So what is grace? Grace is what? The undeserved favor of God rewarding the unrewardable labors of men. That means your labor without God's grace is a disgrace to you. Your labor without God's grace is a disgrace to you. That means with God's favor or merited favor, a little effort will bring you greater results. And if you shout amen, may God bring you a greater result. I got to preach this word. Now, so, help me. I'm building a background. When I'm done building the background, then I will start preaching. For a few minutes and get out of your way. So, when we talk about grace, we talk about a favorable disposition that defines your position despite your condition. Grace is a favorable disposition that defines your position despite your condition in life. So grace does not look at your condition. You miss me. Grace does not look at your states. Grace does not look at your pocket. Grace does not look at your brain function. Brain does not look at your health dimension. Grace goes beyond your condition. It's about position. You miss me. You miss me. I speak over your life tonight that after this service you shall be seated together in the heavenly places. Even with Christ Jesus. Lift up your voice and let me hear you shout that amen louder. What is grace, Apostle Nkum? I don't want to define grace the way the white people define grace. Because those white people have reduced their strength and the, and, the, and, the, and the strength of grace. Grace goes beyond unmerited favor. 
Are you getting what I'm talking about here? It goes beyond unmerited favor. Let me announce to you, ladies and gentlemen, before I go ahead to begin to take you to the next level, I want you to understand that grace is a divine element. What did I say? Divine element that guarantees achievement, guarantees accomplishment, and attainment in the game of life. That means there is nothing you can ever attain if you can maintain grace. There is nothing you can, there is no height you can ever attain without grace. That means as you are seated here today, you might have come here broke, but you will live here as a millionaire when grace locates you. I don't even like the way you shouted. I got it. I think I got to look for some crazy guys like me. And that means you can be here sick, you will live here healed. That means you can be here a beggar, you will live here a lender. You see? So it's, it's a divine shift. Come on now. I say grace is a divine shift that brings you a lift. Oh my God. How I wish. Okay, let me define grace in a nice way. Grace is when God decided to kill God to save a man. You miss me. I said grace is when God decided to kill God just to save a man. Oh, <laughs> I got to preach this. I got to preach this. So it is not because, watch this, man was in a good condition. The Bible says, was we were yet sinners. So grace does, does not function in an atmosphere of holiness, righteousness, human merit, human capacity, human capability, human intelligence. Grace does not function in the area when you are able to do something. As a matter of fact, in your worst situation, grace becomes the best option. Come on, lift your voice and shout grace. I can't hear you. Shout grace. Shout again. Shout grace. Shout it for the last time. Shout grace. Surprised about three. Three people say Adum. And when you talk about curse, three people say Num. So it takes Adum to swallow Num. You can never carry grace and be under curse. Generational curses are automatically swallowed on the platform like preaching now on the platform of grace therefore tonight any generational curse that is influencing your life i declare it broken i declare it destroyed in the name of jesus sit down for me i got to teach this a little bit now hear me the fact that you are in a manger does not make you a sheep Mm -hmm. he does not make you a sheep you are better from the day you met Jesus than the way you were before nobody ever encountered a person of grace and ever be the same please hear me grace is not even a word grace is Jesus personified so if Jesus 
is personified, then your life must be edified. God must be glorified. The devil must be terrified. I prophesy if your amen is loud. Any Luciferian activity putting fear in your spirit, I declare from tonight, your activity has come to an end. Even by the finger of God, in the name of Jesus, we invade every territory of the enemy. We declare that Jesus will arise and your enemies will scatter. Lift your voice and shout yes. Got to preach this. I got to preach this. So what is grace, Apostle Kum? Grace is the almightiness of God invading the helplessness of a man. What did I say? I said grace is the almightiness of God invading the helplessness of a man. That means where you are helpless, grace becomes your hope. Where you can't function, grace becomes your unction. Where you are weak, grace becomes your strength. For I was, I was reading the scripture and I realized that being poor is an insult to the cross. When somebody says, I cannot be poor, it's not, the person is not bragging. No. The person is activating the, 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 the benefit of his work with God. Who am I communicating here? Listen to me. Let me tell you this. If you say you are broke, you are broke. You are suffering, you are suffering. And you suffer and you suffer. It's because you are limiting the flow of grace to function in your life. I, I thought I'm talking to somebody here. Uche, am I preaching? Now, let me tell you something. When Moses was asking the Lord, God asked Moses that Moses, it is time for you to go back to Egypt. He said, that is okay. I don't have a problem. I can go back to Egypt. He said, okay, when I go, even though I've seen you turning a rod into a snake, it's not enough because I've been seeing this magic. But I realized that there are names bigger than magicians. So when I go and they ask me who sent me, who do I say send me? Jesus, God told him that I am that I am now listen so when you say I am poor you are activating a negative aura around you because I am is not a word I am is a person listen I am is not a word I am is a person so when you say I am poor you are confirming affirming the status of your life so in Christianity we don't confess where we are we confess where we are going to Okay, we don't even confess where we are, we confess where we are supposed to be. Oh my god, I feel like I'm preaching. I'm not preaching small, small here. I want to prophesy over your life. Listen, from today, when you are down, say, I am lifted. When you are poor, say, I am rich. When you have too much money, say, I'm a millionaire. Can I hear you shout? Yes. Listen to me. Never confess poor. Because even God is limited in making you rich when you confess you are. For a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his lips. Now, if you are hearing me today, if you are talking, talk big. So when God reduces, plenty will be left. You miss me. 
I told somebody who was able to catch up with me. I said, you have to talk big. So when God reduce it, plenty will be left. I came to this Takradi here to raise some crazy kingdom-minded people. And if I can hear an amen, get ready. Because ordinary men are about to be millionaires. It is not a crime for a child of God to own an aircraft. When I was in the flight, Uche, you saw that white man was at, the, at my back. So, when I was joining the line to come out, I said, what did I say? I said, in fact, you want to own a private jet. I said, I got to get a private jet. I turned myself, I said, Uche, I got to get a private jet. Then I saw the white man turn himself, I said, yes, you, you can. I said, I know I can. He said, it's too much money. I said, the people that buy private jet have no two heads. In every atmosphere, listen to me. In any atmosphere you are in, you must understand, ladies and gentlemen, you must understand that what you confess is not only what you possess, it's who you are. So when you see me, and I don't care what people will say, oh, a person went to buy a private jet, where are poor people there? Jesus sat on the donkey and still there were poor people there. And Peter, Judah said, why have you allowed this woman to break the alabaster box at your feet? Can't you see we could have sold it to take care of poor people? Jesus looked at him and said to him, young man, I know your intentions, but let me give you a theological something. That since the days of the creation till now, the poor has always been there. That is why in the Bible there is a place for the poor to be helped. Who am I communicating with here? Listen to me, it is my prayer. That is my prayer. That I will never leave you the way I met you. The way this guy shouted amen. May your life become a testimony before I come back here. Come on somebody shout that amen and receive it. May your life become a testimony here. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and let me hear your amen three times. Shout again. And shout again. What is grace? Grace is when the nature of God captured a man's nature to exchange God's nature with the man's nature on a transfer of belief system. What? I should say it again. Oh my God. This guy want to mess me up here too. So grace is when God's nature takes over a man's, captures a man's nature and guarantees God's nature in a man's nature for a man's nature to be erased, for God's nature to be functional in the life of a man. So it is a divine virus. It's a divine positive virus. That erases the negative black virus in the DNA of a man for the man to walk like God, function like God, think like God, behave like God, live long like God. Can I hear you shout? Yes! Oh, I think I got to preach this word. Do you know that you are not a sinner because you sin? Sin is not an act, sin is a package. I thought I could say that again. I say sin is not an act. The fact that you committed, you, you committed adultery 
or fornication or stole or spoke about somebody wrongly or set somebody up or backbacked somebody is not a sign that you were a sinner. As a matter of fact, you did that because the nature of sin is in you. So that act is not God, what God was looking at. God was looking at the package, your total package, the nature of Adam that was in you, that influences you to be poor, to be broke, to, to live under the law is what God was looking at. I don't know who I'm talking to. So God does not look at the act of sin. He looks at the package of sin. That influences you, gives you the urge to sin. Who am I communicating with? That is why you living right doesn't make you right. You living right after you are saved is a sign that you don't take the grace of God light. You miss me. I got to say that again. I said you living right does not make you right. <laughs> because the best of your righteousness is like a filthy rag before the Lord. Rag itself is filthy. Filthy plus rag. <laughs> Who am I communicating with today? So ladies and gentlemen, the greatest error of life is for a man to think that a man can do something to reach God. Now, that is why there is a difference between relationship and religion. Religion is the act of a man trying to reach God by his attitude, by his nature, trying to be holy, trying to pretend to be holy, trying to talk holy, trying to become holistic and over spiritual. Who am I communicating with today? But relationship is when God left eternity visited humanity so that humanity will carry eternity on earth. Who am I communicating with today? So as you are looking at me, you are not ordinary, you are a working God. Don't you know that ye are gods? Hear me, in this Tekradi, you will have dominion. If your amen is louder, you will have dominion. You will have authority. You will have power. You will have influence. In the name of Jesus, lift your hand and shout yes. Can I, can I destroy some little, little theology before I preach real grace tomorrow? Hmm? Okay. I have a problem. The problem in the body of Christ is that there are many preachers that say, why do you preach grace too much? You are giving the people platform to sin. Show me a church that the pastor preaches about sin that the, the, and they are living holy. Because you can never live holy when you are hearing every day, you are hearing things that are unholy. I can direct your future by what you listen to. I can listen to your future. Listen, I can, I can predict how you can sleep well by the message you heard. When you hear 21 names of devil, then you sleep and see devils in your dream. When you hear 16 ways of walking in fear, then you die in fear. 
when we hear generational cases, then the influence in that family begin to influence because when you, do, you don't disconnect your mind, then that means you can still be influenced even though your spirit and your soul is saved. Who am I communicating with today? Now, in case you don't understand, let me go further to announce to you that as you are seated here today, the kind of message you hear has a way of influencing your, your assignment, your thinking pattern, and who you are. A couple of years ago, I invited a man of God, Pastor Dechi, and then the pastor was coming to preach. He heard the microphone and said, he is going to give 21 names of the devil. The first one is Asimodi. I said, I said, Asimo, he said Asimodi. First one, I said, man of God, give me the microphone. I am a very gentle, aggressive lion. He said, uh, what, what is, I said, the meeting is over. I take over. God cannot call me to preach devil. God called me to preach his son Jesus. I feel like preaching to somebody here. So preaching devil is nothing to deal with. I gotta preach Jesus. He is the savior. He is the redeemer. He's the lifting of our hands. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the bride and the morning sun. Lift your hand and shout yes. Raise your hand and shout yes. Lift your voice and shout, yes, Lord. I heard this man of God. What is his name? Uh, um, T.L. Osborne, 1998, preaching in Nigeria and made a profound statement. He said, anything you hear a man of God preaching it and hammering too much, he's either suffering it or enjoying it. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. So whenever you look at some people, they are preaching about sin, sin, sin. There is sin somewhere they are trying to hide. Because that is, yes, I'm telling you, it has been proven. That is why most of the preachers, including Kumuyi, have come out to apologize to people about their excessive thinking of holiness as if our works. Do you think Jesus will die for your scarf to go to take you to hell? That is gross madness. God will kick, carry his son, his only son. Sir, how many children do you have? If God tell you to kill one right now, will you kill one? God had only one. Yet he killed that one for me. Oh my God. He killed that one for me. Oh, I feel like preaching. He killed that only one. And if I were to be the only one, he would have still died because of me. What kind of love is this? Not because I was good. Not because I was perfect. So what is grace? Grace is when the qualified decide to visit, visit the unqualified. So when the unqualified believes the qualified, the qualified will qualify the unqualified. Uh, I got to preach this. I got to preach this. That is why what I hear preachers say, okay, Genesis to Revelation is Old Testament. I, I wonder how they pre read the Bible. Because the Old Testament is beyond Genesis and Revelation. How many of you know that? 
Now, we have the grace. We have 612 ceremonial laws. We have 10, 10 what? 10 decalogs or the 10 laws or the 10 commandments. <clears throat> then we have Jesus' commandment he brought, which was higher than the commandment Moses received in Mount Sinai. When Jesus came in Matthew chapter 5, he said, Moses said, when you see a woman and a man meeting together who are not married, carry both of them and stone them. Watch this. Stone them to death. But I say, when you look at a woman and you lost after her, you have, you have already done it. Now, if that is the case, the King Elvis will go to hell. Because there is nobody who have never seen somebody to just feel like, oh, this lady is so good. She looks so nice. I like the way she serves me. Then you have a second thought. Then the devil, the devil will say, wow, look at her very well. Then you change your mind yourself. You have already thought before you change your mind. Am I communicating with somebody here? People go through a whole level of mental uncertainties about things. You can look at the way somebody is treating the wife and they say, ah, oh, God, why didn't you give me a husband like this? And this one that doesn't even respect me. Who am I communicating with here? There are people that desire people not on the platform of acquiring them, but wishes that means that if, I, if, if God had had mercy on me, you would have gone to hell straight. If you read Matthew chapter 5, you'll be surprised. So the standard, the Matthew 5 is the standard of God. So when you listen to the, if you, if you read that scripture, you realize something that, so that time is a pre-grace period. Grace, the career of grace has come, but he has not started functioning. Because the major assignment of Jesus to express grace was the shedding of blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So if the blood has not been shed, then sin cannot be remitted. Sin can only be removed when the blood is shed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know this, at that particular time, it was a pre-grace. So he was, he was healing the sick, raising the dead, healing the hunchback, doing some things to attract people that the king has come to share his blood for the kingdom to be saved. So I was saying that the pre-grace period is an advertising period. So when Jesus was about to die then, he now brought something that I love. He brought the communion wine. Then brought the bread. Then he said to the disciples, he said, this is the New Testament. This is the New Testament in my blood. That means the new can only be activated in my blood. Because you can never talk about the testament until the testator is dead. So Jesus cannot introduce grace if he's still alive. Even though he is God, he cannot introduce grace because he's alive. But the day he died and he said it is finished, it was an introduction of the New Testament in his blood. Come on, somebody shout the louder, amen. So now you hear people Trying to make some crazy statement that uh, uh, you are going to hell. Some people, if you you are going to hell, and people come to church, they come to accept Jesus because they don't want to go to hell. Christianity, you oh I got to say this. Let me say this crazy stuff, but forgive me, but I got to say it. Jesus did not just come to die because he wanted to to be in heaven. <laughs> 
Because, watch this. Heaven and earth, both of them were created because of man. Where God was before he created them, he was still comfortable. You did not hear what I did. Let me say that again. Where God was before he created the heavens and the earth, he was still comfortable. He is now sitting in heaven and the earth is a dwelling place. So he seated there doesn't mean it is his house. He stepped on the earth as his dwelling place. Full stool doesn't mean that it is his house. He has given the first key of the earth to us. We will go back to the heavens. He will bring us back again to the earth. Let me tell you something today. Hell was not created for believers. There is no, it was not part of God's plan that hell would be designed for believers. Hell was not designed for believers. Hell was designed for devil, not even for unbelievers. But anyone then that doesn't follow Jesus is automatically following the devil. So wherever the devil is going is where you are going. And wherever Jesus is going is where I am. Somebody shout yes. That is where I am going. Now, I think I got to tell you this because there are many people that don't understand this concept. You must get this. In John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Am I preaching at all? For God did not send his son, verse 17, to condemn the world, but through him the world will be saved. Verse 18, for those who does not believe are already condemned. That means that who is already condemned? Who is already condemned? Now, there is one person that was condemned before the unbelievers. Who, who was already condemned? I can't hear you. Who was already condemned? So who, if you don't believe in Jesus, why will you be condemned? Because the master devil is already going there. You can never go to heaven because of your deeds. Because Christianity is not about sacrifice you make. It's about the trust, your sacrifice you trust. You miss me. It's the sacrifice you trust that makes you a Christian. Did you kill yourself to be a Christian? Did you sacrifice your hand before you became a Christian? Were you supposed to give offering before you become a Christian? I don't like it. Are you supposed to give tithe before you become a Christian? It is after you become a Christian that you give tithe. It's after you become a Christian that you give offering. Who am I communicating with today? Who, who makes you a Christian? If your works could not save you, your works can never sustain you. Who am I communicating with today? I want to pray one prayer for somebody here. Listen to me. I want to pray and I want you to shout amen and receive this. From today, where your strength ended, may the hand of God carry you from there. I don't like, I don't like the way you shouted the amen. Let me say it again. I said, where your strength ended, may the finger of God, the power of God, the grace of God carry you there. May it carry you there. May it carry you there. May it carry you there. Lift your hand and shout hallelujah. So what about this thing about generational curses also? I said I'm touching places. I'm touching places. Watch your pastor. I've never seen a pastor that said, I want my people to know more about Jesus. How? It gave me sleepless night. Sleepless sleep. <laughs> sleepless sleep day. 
day sleeplessness. Who am I communicating with today? I want you to get this in your spirit because when it drops, it will change your life. Carry it in your spirit. Carry it in your book. Carry it on your mind. Uche. Galatians, the Bible said that Jesus became a curse for us. That who were under the law will be able to be brought out of it. The question here is that the Bible said there can never be a cause for without a cause, curses cannot be effected. That means the effectiveness of a curse is hidden in the magnanimity of the cause. So when the cause is high, then the intensity of the curses will be stronger. When there is no cause, then the, the curse cannot be functional. So the unction that will make the curse function is in the cause. It is like the law of compensation, the law of cause and effect, the law of sowing and reaping. Who am I communicating with today? Now, if Jesus then became a curse, why did he become a curse? What did he do for the curse to be on him? I want to find out what Jesus did that made him to be a curse. Nothing. <laughs> but when he was on the cross, my sin was already on him. Your sin was on him. The sin of the Chinese were on him. The sin of Nigerians, that was the heaviest sin. Uche knows. <laughs> Uche knows. It's the heaviest sin that was on him. That is why the guy was crying hard. He was thinking about Nigerians and Americans and Chinese. Who am I communicating with today? All our sin, including the sin of your child unborn. He never did anything. Yet, he went through the most excruciating pain. The greatest mockery of all time. Why? Because I was supposed to be mocked. I was supposed to be punished. I was supposed to be disgraced. But he carried it before I started sinning. He had carried it. Haven't you read Isaiah before? Isaiah 53. He said he bore our pain and he bore our sorrows. And I love this one that says he was wounded for our transgressions. That means your transgressions can be cured by the revelation in his wounds. Because he was wounded for your transgression. So the day you discover that your transgression has been taken care of by his wounds, there is no transgression that will have negative effect over your life. What is transgression? It came from two words. Transference of aggression. Somebody did something in the family. They could not finish punishing him. And they extend the punishment on you. It's called transference of what? Aggression. So you are now going through a transference of aggression. And the Bible said, when you come to know Jesus, by his wounds, that aggression has ended. So listen to me. Any aggression, transgression in your life has ended from tonight. If you shout amen after this service, we are not supposed to pray long prayer. I said after today, anything that makes you struggle has come to an end. Anything that slows down your assignment has come to an end. Anything that, then, that slows down your destiny has come to an end. 
And if you can shout amen, may grace locate you tonight. Sit down for me. Grace is in my blood. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. Iniquity is the highest realm of sin. It looks unpardonable. But again, he was wounded for our transgression. And you believe that that bruises was for you. Your iniquity has literally been culminated. It is terminated. The chastisement. I love that. He said the punishment of your peace. That means the reason why God will send you to hell was upon him. Hmm. And by his tribe, You are not healed. You were because you be, be, before you became ah, you were healed. So no, if sickness sickness is like a stranger, when they knock at your door and you open, they will stay there. As long as you can keep them, they will be there. But when you become crazy and you say to yourself, "I cannot be sick. I refuse to be sick. I open the door. Come out of me." That sickness comes out of your body. Can I hear you shout a louder amen here? He was wounded for your transgression, bruised for your iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was laid upon him, and by his stripe you were made whole. Now, what was laid upon him? The reason for your punishment, the reason for your shame, the reason for that financial strangulation, the reason for that abject poverty, the reason for that struggle, the reason for that you being fired, the reason for the reason for several divorces in your family. He said, He said, the punishment of that peace, the peace, the shalom was upon him. And by his stripe, you were healed. You are not healed. You were. Before the sickness came, there was a provision of healing. Hey, God is strange, oh. I thought you would say thank you, Jesus. Am I preaching at all tonight? Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. So I have been looking at people so much in church who are always struggling is because they come into a realm that they think that their strength can make it happen. And the Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. And the Bible said that uh, if you fail in the midst of your adversity, that means your strength is small. Now, if your strength is weak and you cannot do it, look at what the Bible said. He said, my grace. I got to preach this. He said, my grace is sufficient unto thee and my strength is made perfect in weakness. That means there is no weakness that God's grace cannot erase. Oh, you miss me. I think this is so strong. I'm talking. I'm not preaching. I'm just talking. Am I talking? Am I talking here? Look at what Paul said again that really, he said because, is it because of grace we shall continue in sin? Look at me. Is it because of grace we shall continue in sin? In. The in sin means in the package of sin, not the act of sin. The package of sin, not the act of sin. Is it because of grace we shall continue in sin? It's already what you are in. He brought you out. How can you continue what you are out of? Who am I communicating? Am I preaching at all here? 
then he said something that baffled my theological mind. He said, he said, nevertheless, where sin abounded, grace even abounded much more. And I realize, in case you don't know, let me announce to you that there is no sin. Grace is not a license to sin. But there is no sin that grace does not have a license to erase. You miss me. I got to say that again. I said grace is not a license to sin. But there is no sin that grace does not have a license to terminate. I prophesy over your life. You are about to rise. You are about to shine. The potentials in you are about to come out. I wish I can hear you shout that other amen here. The millionaire in you is about to come out. The greatness in you is about to come out. You shall be too anointed to be ignored. You shall be too blessed to be abandoned. Lift up your voice and shout amen three times here. Shout again. Shout again. Sit down for me. Paul said, I am who I am by the grace of God. I am who I am by the grace of God. I don't like the way you are saying By the grace of God. That means your totality is encapsulated with his personality. And his personality literally defines your identity. So your identity is not determined by your discovery of you. It's a discovery of him in you. For Christ in you is the hope of your glory. Who am I blessing tonight at all? So as I'm talking to you right now, when you discover that God, who is your father, owns silver and gold, and he can brag and say, silver and gold is mine, and he's your father. Young man, you don't have to fast and pray. You just have to tell God that you see, the way you are, I want to be like that. Oh, I feel it here. There are some of you, if you shout amen, I pray for you tonight. May some anointing for millionaires come upon you. May the anointing of a millionaire come upon you. May anointing for discovery of God come upon you. Lift your hand and shout it. Lift your voice and shout it. You will never struggle again after tonight. If your amen is louder, your blessings shall be faster. Is there any sickness in your body? If God cannot be sick, a man of grace cannot just be sick. Who am I communicating with today? Lift your hand and shout amen like a believer. When you magnify Jesus, he rectifies your problems. For if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Why do you lift your problem as if there is no God? You miss me. Why do you lift up some challenges as if still be your channel. Why do you magnify and compare yourself to somebody in your family that did not get married that you cannot get married? You are a different person. If any man be in Christ. Somebody shout yeah! 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 Not ordinary. 
My mother was cursed. I am not cursed. My father was cursed. I am not cursed. My grandmother was cursed. I am not cursed. By the reason of revelation. You miss me. By the reason of revelation. Let me show you something. Peter was following Jesus. Judas was following Jesus. John was following Jesus. Matthew was following Jesus. All the disciples were following. So they had a relationship with Jesus. Then one day Jesus stood and said, who do men say that I am? All of them were quiet. And one of them said, some say you are Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, John the Baptist, one of the prophets. He said, really? Some people are saying, he said, don't worry about it. What do you, that is now a child of God, that the you that walks with me, the you that dines with me, the you that walks eats with me, the you that sleeps even sometimes with me, who do you say that I am? For what you will say I am is what I am will be for you. So I have relationship with you, but until you have revelation about me, you cannot have revolution in that area of your life. So your life can only be revolutionized on the platform of your revelation. That's why you can still be a child of God and be sick. Because you don't have a revelation that no, if no sickness can survive in God, no sickness can survive in you. You miss me. I wish, I wish I'm talking to somebody here. So everybody was quiet. Then Peter said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus stood and said, For this thing, flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. Upon this revelation, I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Hear me today. Hear me today. Hold on. That means Matthew, John, Mark, there is some gate of hell that can prevail against their church. Why? The church is not a building. The church is ecclesia. You, I will build my church. And so God, what, what God was saying is that upon the rock, upon Peter, based on revelation, I will build my church on Peter. No wonder the first service that was held in Acts chapter number two, Peter was the one that declared it. Why? Because he had a revelation. Listen, what makes you different from other people is not your prayer, it's your revelation. That's what they say. You shall know the truth, and the truth that you know, not somebody told you. The one you are convinced about, the one you confess, the one you believe, the truth you know shall set you free. So your liberation is hidden in your revelation, and your celebration is hidden in your revelation. So in between your celebration and your you miss me. In between your celebration and your liberation is revelation. How many of you want to celebrate? How, want, how many of you want to be liberated? You are liberated. You just need to have the revelation that you are liberated. Can I hear you shout a louder amen? Sit down for me. I just got to challenge your mind tonight. I'm here to see the greatest witch in life and kill him. Not by prayer, but by revelation. Bible says, suffer not a way to live. So why do Christians suffer to kill witches in church? You see a child of God be crying, die, 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 die. 
the greatest devil in the world is not Lucifer. It's lack of revelation about who you are. The ignorant factor. The ignoramus factor. Am I communicating with somebody here? Hey! So you were a child of God, you were sleeping. And you were seeing demons trying to kick you. He said, I stood and said, blood of Jesus. Hey! I am here tonight to invite every demon in your family. Even in my sleep, devil can never knock my door. It's not because I pray more than you. But I have a revelation from God that I've turned my life around. Shout yes! Shout yes! Shout yes, Lord! You are better when you come to know him. So Paul, as he walked with God for years, said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And I said, Paul, you are bad. Why fellowship of his suffering? Keep that one and give me the knowing factor. Can I hear you say amen here? You are apostle. Paul, I'm apostle. Come. I cannot go through what my master has already gone through. Listen to me. What Jesus had paid for, you don't have to fast for. I believe in fasting, but you must fast because you love God. <laughs> because I know people in Atria Mountains or so forth that I went there years ago and I gave one 200 Ghana City. said, I will do 21 drive for you. 200 Ghana City. I will do 21 days. I said, and this guy will kill him. When I give him 2,000 Ghana City, he will kill himself. He is fasting, yet he's not fast. Life, listen to me, is not only about prayer and fasting. It's about revelation of who God is and who you are in God. I'm preaching with your pastor tonight. Give me a high five. Somebody shout hallelujah tonight. I can't hear you. Can I hear you shout hallelujah tonight? You are better than this. Look at somebody and glad you like and say you are better than this. Can you help me to shake up some people tell you are better than this? You just need a revelation to go higher. You need information to go higher. You need revelation to go higher. You need revelation to go higher. For it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. Who am I blessing tonight? Okay, okay, okay. Let me do something to conclude it. Men might not include you in the journey of success, but never allow them to conclude on you. When God has included you. I've got to say that again. You might not be there yet, but you're on your way. You cannot carry grace and not be favored. You did not hear what I just said. i got to say it again. You cannot carry grace and not be favored. Then we must question the source of that grace. Because anyone who is graced by God is literally favored by God. So a man graced by God is at the permanent dimension of God's favor. So you can never struggle when grace is in view. When grace is in view, then favor is in view. And tonight, tonight, I review your favor circle. And I decree that let God bring certain strategic people your way that will favor your cause. 
Why is your amen not loud and receive it? May God bring strategic people that will favor your cause. Lift your hand and shout, yes. Sit down for me. So what is favor? Because sometimes, if you don't know what something is, you might not know what it is. Favor is a divine perfume that quenches every order of life. Can I say that again? I said favor is a divine perfume that quenches every order of life. Have you forgotten that Jesus was grace personified? And the Bible said he grew in the favor of God and with the favor of man. So we can have favor with God. If we don't have favor with man, you will struggle. Favor with God is your access to eternity. And favor with man is your access to wealth. Access to new level, new height, new dimensions. So if God, if your favor with God is so strong, then God will talk to somebody and the person he will talk to will come and do you favor and will lift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be on the platform of grace and I prophesy may grace and favor locate you tonight sit down for me I believe I'm not a great preacher but there is no way I've ever been to that the favor of God has not distinguished my ministry even when I just sing and I realize this thing is not about what we do <laughs> it's about what he does. Who am I communicating with today? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen uh, 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 security men becoming millionaires. Under my ministry, there was no prayer. I did not fast. I did not pray about it. Just one word we located them and make them millionaires. I can count by hand. My son can tell you. Most men, sometimes people who are president. This thing, different, different people. I sent him, helped him to Nigeria. He never knew who I sent him to. The richest, the richest black woman in the world now, competing with Bill Gates, is the person I sent him to. So he was there. Were you able to talk to her? Never. Could not talk to her. The difference about life is not about what you know. It's about who you know. Because what you know alone cannot make who you are to be revealed until you know someone that can introduce what you know for you to be known. You will die in the land of the unknown. This is the mystery behind favor. So you can, you can have grace which will save you from your sin and the effect of sin and bring you to a place where you can enjoy God in a different dimension. But what you understand is this. Please get this. Is that when grace is really on you, favor must follow you. I can't hear you. Favor must follow you. So listen, if everything you have in life is what you sweated for, then you have not started enjoying the favor of God. Am I communicating here? If everything, your shoe you bought, your watch you bought. One time I was in Nigeria with some of, they told you, right? After uh, one of my sons bought me a watch of 240 something thousand dollars, I still have it. It is not about what you preach, it's about who amplifies what you preach in the ears of people. <laughs> Somebody can preach exactly what I've preached, and some people will be angry and go home and say, What is this person preach? It's about the one who magnifies what you preach in the ears. Hey, may God listen to me, may, listen to me, may God cause his face to shine upon you. 
I don't even like the way your amen is. I can't talk about this. Sit down for me. There are places you have never entered before. When God causes his face to shine upon you, he will enter there. Look at I'm in a radiant and What? Mr. Radiant and the Winchell. A radiant and the Winchell. A radiant and the Winchell. The Amelica Siapanati. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. I can't hear. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Sit down for me. I was preaching in New Jersey and a man came to me and he said, Ah, Apostle, he was wearing a short. He wasn't dressed like the King Elvis that is looking so handsome and good. He was wearing a short and t-shirt. He said, I will take you to United Nations. I said, you. He said, yes. I said, you. He said, yes. I said, you. He said, yes. I said, okay. He said, but please give me your number. I said, go and collect it from your pastor. I sat in the car and I left. Because I don't give my number to anybody. The ones I have now, I can't pick up their calls. So if I take it, I'm just deceiving you. Unless I'm instructed specifically to talk to somebody about some, something. And I was there, I saw my phone ringing, ringing, ringing. I said, who is this? I saw my phone ringing, I said, who is this? I said, I'm not going to pick up this call. I saw another call came in, and the ID that came on it is United Nations. I said, is it this guy that is trying to do me 419? Okay, if he says any money issue, I'll tell him I don't have money. I pick up the call. And I had this secretary of the office of the United Nations. You are recommended by this guy that mentioned his name. And you, we are not going to vet you because of the one who recommended you. So you have been accepted already by anonymous decision. For the first time, I saw Bishop Abu Aji, the one, uh, Ajiman, the one, the thick tall man that came to church. And he said he's called apostle of favor if I'm apostle of grace. Do you remember I was not in church? Okay, he was the one that held my computer and everything when I was going to give my first speech. Went over 17 different presidents and prime ministers and lawyers and ambassadors were seated there for a guy whose academical height cannot even be just recalled. And I realized that there is a level in life only favor can take you there. And I did not even know what I was saying. I did not know what I was saying. Yet they were clapping their hands. I pray for you today. Grace will locate you. Favor will come upon you. Lift your hand and shout amen louder here. Sit down. We are about to go. We are about to go. Favor is coming upon you. He said, thou art fairer than the children of men. Because grace is poured on your lips. The other person said, Thou art excellent than the children of men. The other one said, Thou art distinguished than the children of men. As I'm talking to you right now, you are distinguished by God for excellence. If you're amen here, you are designed to be fairer, you are designed to be greater, you are designed to be better. Ask me why. Everybody ask why. Because grace is on your lips. So when somebody asks, they don't receive. When you ask, you shall receive. Come on, somebody shout here. When you ask, you shall receive. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. Sit down for me. 
you know it right crazy like me say i'm fairer say i am distinguished than the children of men i can you say i am fairer i am distinguished than the children of men for grace i can say grace is poured on my lips help me celebrate apostle consagre in the house You are unique. I don't like your amen. See, one of the things you don't understand, which I got to drop it before I leave, is that when we talk about grace, it does not have a mate. Mm -mm. Because if grace has a mate, then a young man whose name is called the guy in Lodiba, what was Mephibosheth? Will not sit with the king. It, grace, grace has no classmate. I say it has no classmate. And I want to pray one prayer for you tonight. Whenever a man is graced by God, I say whenever a man is graced by God, you begin to go into a height that nobody has been able to get to. You enter into some depths. Can I hear you shout amen here? If grace, if favor then is a divine partiality, it simply means that when God entered here tonight with 10 cars and we are more than 10, he will just select and say, you take one, take one, take one, take one, take one, take one. And God will still leave without apologizing to anybody. Because his sovereignty has no apologetics in it. Who am I communicating with here? He will bless those he wants to bless. I pray that if God wants to bless somebody, you'll be the one God will bless. I don't like your amen. You'll be the one God will bless. I said, you'll be the one God will bless. Lift your hand and shout, I receive it now. Now, watch this. So, what is favor? Because if you get to that realm, 
I'm about to end. Thou are fairer than the children of men because grace is poured on thy leaves. Therefore, the Lord thy God has blessed thee forever. And I was thinking also, the Lord thy God has blessed thee forever because grace is poured on their lips. There are some of you here, after you live here, whatever you ask, you receive. Listen, what is on your lips will determine what will be in your future. Grace, what is poured on your lips? Not your head, not your hands, but your lips. You can't hear me, but your lips. After today, what a man cannot refuse you a man who has been accepted by God cannot be refused by man I prophesy in the name of Jesus you will walk into higher places lift up your voice and shout that amen like a thunder favor is the seal of your redemption favor is the ability of God to cause your star to shine in the midst of a scar Favor is for you to be able to enter into places others cannot be able to enter without apologizing to them. Favor is when you know you are not qualified, yet you have been chosen among the qualified. Who am I communicating with today? <laughs> Favor is coming. Because grace has come. I don't like to say grace has come. You see, some of you, when you shout them, I don't I say grace has come. I say grace has come. I say grace has come. Let me tell you in case you don't know. Listen, listen. After you leave here tonight, after you leave here tonight, do you know that your protection is even grace influenced? Do you know that? I said, do you know that? As I'm here right now, listen to me. As I'm here right now, there is no demon. There is no Lucifer that can ever make me poor. I'm here to see that witch that can make me poor. Or make me sick or give me sleepless night when my sister and my brother was in my hotel i told them they should prepare coffee for me they said you are supposed to sleep if you take coffee you can't sleep i said there is nothing that my like if i want to sleep i sleep there is nothing like oh i was turning if i it's a decision he gave his beloved sleep it is part of my covenant benefit i am not supposed to struggle with it i don't fast about it Yes, see, madam. Madam, who am I communicating with here? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. Now, it is not just a spoken word for you to shout amen. It is not even something we must confess. It is the heritage of the children of God. If it's your heritage, that means you don't even confess it. You just enjoy it. From today, you shall enjoy the divine protection of God on the platform of favor. Lift your voice and shout amen louder. Stand up and let's pray. Yami humigu, mimu, 
something about who? I don't like it. Some of you, it's like you are not hearing me. There's something about who? Never be tired spending time in his presence. Because that is when who you are is revealed. Especially in meetings like this. Tomorrow, come prepare. Because some of you, they have to carry you home. Not because of manifestation of demons. It shall be by the manifestation of the giftings of God. The manifestation of light in your spirit. And I have a problem. And my major problem is that there are many people that think that preaching grace is to preaching doctrine. You are preaching grace, you are preaching Jesus. Grace has, is not doctrinal. It's Jesus-trinal. It's not a subject. It's a person. Until you get to that no, no notion he will struggle with grace. What you can't carry, he came to carry for you. Why do you carry what he has carried? Ignorance. I mean, say big things. Because Rich people don't want to give their money to poor people. They want to give their money to somebody who is richer. Am I communicating with somebody here? Yes, That's why some of you, you go to interviews and you fail. When they ask you, why do you want this job? You say, please, my daughter is sick and my mother is also at the hospital. I need this job to take care of them. You are telling them that you'll be asking for two major excuses every week. One for your child, one for your mother. You will never be called. Never present yourself as a pitiable species. You are a dead person. Who am I communicating with here? I saw, I was in Atlanta Theological Seminary, and we are writing something about grace. And they were talking about the wages of sin, the wages of sin, the wages of sin, the wages of sin. And they wanted to summarize the whole of the grace factor on the wages of sin. And I said, why have we stood on the wages of sin for about three hours? Everybody is talking about wages of sin. I want to talk about but the gift of God. And they said, how? I said, because there is a wages for sin. And how much was the wages of sin? Who paid for the wages of sin? Who cleared the wages of sin? He is the gift of God. So I cannot have the gift of God and think about the wages of sin. He had carried. The argument was over. The argument was when do you receive the gift of God? You, did you read John chapter 4? 
Jesus told the woman, if you know the gift of God, so Jesus is the gift of God. And who, he who is saying to you, the gift of God. What am I talking about? The gift of God. So, the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, who gives me eternal life? Who gives me eternal life? Mm. Who gives me eternal life? Jesus, who is the gift of God? So, I have received the gift of God. Then, I don't have to think about the wages because what he has paid, I cannot pay for it. It is paid and it is whether I bought the car or somebody bought the car, I'm driving. I'm still the car owner. Who am I communicating with here? Why do you want to pay what Jesus has paid already? Why do preachers want to make you to be like, they want to kill you earlier? So some of you here, I don't know why, I just want to talk and get out of your way. I, I'm, I'm even done. So I, I pro- prophesy some words over your life and you come tomorrow. Tomorrow will be miraculous. You will see all kinds of miracles here tomorrow night. Because the prophetic has ended. Apostolic is taking over. Can I hear you shout amen here? It's taking over. You will see tomorrow night. Even the devil will apologize for allowing you to come here tomorrow. God will visit you in a unique way that will turn your life around. Can I hear you shout that amen down your face? The gift of God. The gift of God. So when you see people, you see, when you allow the devil to give you direction, okay, or takes your attention, then he puts you into his detention. You will struggle for the rest of your life. There are some of you here, despite this word you are still hearing, you are moving from church to church that you want to be delivered. What are they delivering you from? 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 If they are delivering you from Christ, then I don't think they are preachers from God. Because they cannot deliver Christ out of you if they are preachers of Christ. Because it's a Christ in you who is the hope of your glory. Lift your hand and shout hallelujah. Look at me. Fire, 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 fire. Die, 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 die. Die, 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 die. Hey, listen to me. You will never, listen, I told you, man of God, you are my brother. I told you, I'm coming to Accra. I'm only preaching grace and money. That's my assignment. Grace that you are saved. Know why you are saved. Know the package of your salvation. Then money, what will make you succeed to push the gospel so we can save many people for Jesus? Period. Who am I communicating with here? Whilst we are walking around, you don't think like Jesus. You don't talk like Jesus. You don't behave like Jesus. You believe in what a prophet told you that you are cursed. I remember when I was struggling. I'll tell you this story. And I want one trust. You know me, Zofidechi. I mean, if you know people, you know them. Don't pretend as if you don't know them. Because of where God has lifted you to. Listen, Eja. 
And I met one man of God. I don't want to mention his name. I will tell you after service. We were praying. And I said, please look into my life for me. Tell me what the Lord is saying. I am struggling. He looked at my blue black. Oh, coincidentally, I'm wearing blue blue. He looked at my trousers. And he said to me, he said, Osofunkum, I have been trying to tell you this honest truth. Every time I see you, I see a vulture urinating on your head. Bishop, I was walking and I knew vultures were urinating on my head. It was, an, it was something that invaded my cellubellum, my cellubellum, and my medulla oblongata. It took over the entirety of my brain system. It was like a release of a new nerve and some new chemi- chemical in my body. That was so. Anytime I am rejected, I knew there was a vulture urinating on my hair. I fasted. I saw nothing. That was when the thing came stronger. And this guilt I carried. One day, Eja, I was praying and worshiping God. I was no longer casting out the vulture. I was not looking at the witches that brought the vulture. But I was looking at my future in God. So I left the vulture to look unto Jesus who is the altar and the finisher of my faith. Look at it now. I got to talk to you about this. Then, whereas I was worshiping, I said, and the man of God also told me, he said, listen, if God will call some people, it's not somebody like you. And I said, why? He said, because what I'm seeing, it was struggling ministry. I said, I should have listened to my mother. I should have listened to my mother to become a medical doctor. I was intelligent. What have come, I put myself in? Once I was kind, the Lord told me, whose report will you believe? He said, you have been carrying this report for five years because you believed in him. But have you ever come to me to find out my report? He said, that was a man's verdict over your destiny. But because you believed it, there is a chemical that has been released to make sure that what he said that I believe come to pass. If you believe in me, there shall be a shift in your life. I said, "Uh -uh." so there is no vulture. I heard it clear. There is no vulture. Said, I am the altar and the finisher of your faith. I said, God, show me a proof. I was sitting in a scado, living praise chapel, Pastor Bruce. And when Eric Zanko, for the first time, came to church with a polythene bag, and there were three trousers, five shirts. That was the first time I carried too much three trousers, five shirts. And he, he said, the Lord told him, we have been in church for long. God never told him about my one trouser. But God now told him to bring me three. How many shirts? My life was turned around. From that day, from that day, I have never experienced retrogression. I have seen challenges, but it becomes a channel for my next level. Now, look at me. Look at me. Some of you don't know. Some of you don't know that it is what you believe that you allow God to release. 
it is what you believe that you allow God to release so our problem is that we have believed in some things I don't challenge that it can be true but tell me you're a free yes to fear because they say I make a yes to a bush so tell me you're free yes to fear I thought you would shout amen here do you understand that now thou art fairer than the children of men because grace is poured on thy lips therefore the Lord thy God has blessed you forever as a matter of fact, from today you will never go up and come down again. Let me prophesy this over your life. Stretch your hand towards me. You will never come up and come down again. And this prayer, I wanted to shout a very louder amen. You will move from strength to strength. From glory to glory. From advancement to advancement. From grace to grace. From finances to finances. From promotion to promotion. From one level to another level. Amen. Receive that grace. Amen. Receive that grace. Amen. Receive that grace. Amen. Receive that grace. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If there is any sickness in your blood, is deleted from today. Amen. Shout a louder amen here. Amen. There are five books I'm writing at a time about grace. Grace and the marketplace. Grace DNA. Grace for all access. Understanding the benefit of grace. How to access grace. Whenever life Whenever life is going to be beautiful, then your thought has started changing. Be not conformed to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me tell you, when your mind is renewed, your future is settled. That is why some of you here, you have been praying, fasting, all nighting, but you are the same. And there are people that don't pray like we pray. They are not redeemed like we are redeemed. They are using their thought pattern, even though their mind is not renewed, and they are making a difference. And that's why some of you who you some of you here, the people who are, have employed you, are unbelievers. Do you understand? Yes. Why should unbelievers employ you when you are supposed to employ unbelievers? It's because you are saved. But your mind is not renewed. You don't have revelation. You don't have information. You die in frustration. Information without revelation is a loss of identity. I'm signing an equation. Revelation without information can be vague and voided because even though it has been revealed, if you cannot be able to get there, 
but information plus revelation is equals to manifestation without frustration it's an equation the world have information the church have revelation you miss me who am i communicating with today so when you combine information by revelation you become an aggressive success in the game of life you can't carry jesus and be broke abba that is why your giving looks like a poor person's giving when they say give an offering only 10 Ghana city you carry it you are happy when some people are giving one million dollars to their girlfriends for weekends you must think higher don't think where you are think where you are supposed to be i've grown to understand that christianity goes beyond shouting and screaming and hearing about your yesterday and your future there are people nobody has prophesied it to them before they are still ceos of several companies you have received all the prophecies from every prophet yet there is no profit I am not condemning prophetic ministry because I will prophesy tomorrow night. Hold on. But I'm trying to tell you that after it is done, what is on your thought line is what will help you to make a difference. Because you can still be born again and die like Lazarus. And you can still be born again and die like Abraham. I don't want to die like Lazarus. God forbid it for me. I want to die like Abraham. Lazarus was so poor that when he went to heaven, the Bible said he was lying in the bosom of Abraham. Can you believe it? So the guy had no apartment. Even he was poor on earth, it followed him into heaven that there was no place for him to sleep. May poverty never destroy your destiny. I want us to pray this prayer. Who am I communicating with? It's important. Me, I have a problem with the church. I have a problem with the church. How will you show me sin? Sin. Sin. What will sin do to me? If you are showing me sin, you are showing me devil. What will you do to me? Show me Christ and show me righteousness. Then you are revealing who I am to me with time. I will not pray with you tonight. I want you to go home like this. I want you to go home like this. So that this thing you have heard will never leave you. You have prayed enough. Jesus never laid hands on anybody to impact into them. He taught them. He taught them. When they caught it, that was it. That was it. When they caught it, that was it. So when we talk about impartation, it's not just the laying of the hands that is impartation. Even though Paul was talking about the laying of hands by the release of spiritual giftings. But I want you to understand tonight that what you have received tonight is going to turn your life around. Don't be afraid because we're Christian. Go and open your company. Go and register the company. Start the company without small money. You can make a difference in this world. Somebody shout a louder amen here. You will never die like this. 
Eja, do you know something? I'm trying to start about 12 companies at the same time. Like register all of them. You don't have to be educated for you to make a difference. You have to be truncated in the realm of thinking capacity to make a difference. You cannot be graced by God and you'll be disgraced by men. My prayer for you. I have already prayed for you. And I want to pray three prayers for you. If you shout amen, then I think you came to church today. If you don't shout that amen, then I think you escorted some of us. Did you come to church? Yes. Ah, tomorrow you will never forget. You will never forget. I have connected with you already. Yes. So tomorrow night, oh, Jesus. Bring anybody. It doesn't matter their problem. There is a God I will bring here tomorrow. Amen. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout that amen loud and Amen. You will never and ever and ever and ever and ever be the same. Stretch your hand. Let me pray that prayer. From tonight, I want you to shout it louder. I see you are the only one in church. May everything around your life experience Jesus. Amen. You did not hear me. May your business, may your children, may your mind, may your health, may everything around your life experience Jesus. May your ministry experience Jesus. Amen. May your body experience Jesus. Amen. May every aspect of you experience Jesus. Amen. Can I hear you shout that amen like a prophet? Amen. Stretch your hand. That's the first prayer. Paul did not fast and pray. He was not even born again. He, was, he, he had the legal right to go and kill God's people. And then whilst he was on the way, he met Jesus. His eyes was taken. The vision was gone. And when his eyes was opened, it was the vision of God he was carrying. It was 24-hour circle. When his eyes was opened, he was carrying the vision of Jesus. A direction has been changed because vision has been changed. Hear me. Tonight, by your encounter with Jesus, receive a new vision for a new dimension. Receive a new vision for a new dimension. Receive a new vision for a new dimension. In the name of Jesus. 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 Everything he needed for his ministry was available. That's why grace is God's resources available constantly every day. God's resources available constantly every day. And you know what someone has defined grace? He said grace is what? A grace economically he said grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. It's like wow that sounds good. Let me create my own. I don't like following people. I just have to create mine. Somebody must know me for something. Somebody say amen here. Yeah. You read book to inspire. 
to create your own pattern. Stretch your hand. Mommy, the first thing. Jane Forsen. Oh, the way I can not tell that about Fancasa. And Maro, what I call it, what's about Jane Forsen. Can you clap for this old woman? Powerful. I want us to, I want to pray this prayer for you. And this one, I wanted to shout Amen. Every resources that is needed to fulfill destiny be available to you tonight. You did not hear me. In connection with your ministry, in connection with your assignment, in connection with your destiny, in connection with your marriage, in connection with your health, let it be released. 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 In the name of Jesus. I speak over your life. This last prayer, now me, me, I want to give to you. One time I was there, my mother called me that somebody has come to kill 21 fowls. Fowls. 21 at a workplace. And my name is in it. With, uh, with calories and peas. And he said, wherever I am, I should be praying. They want to kill me. They said 24 hours. I said, oh, really? He said, yes. I said, okay. My mother said, I said, I said, okay. I wanted to fast before. Because of what you said, I'm going to eat. <laughs> Do you want to die? I said, I'm already dead in Christ. A dead man is not afraid of death. I'm already dead. So the one that went to do it is the one that has signed his death warrant. I don't want to say somebody will die. I did not kill anybody. But what the person did for me, I'm going to eat. This is a sign of victory to me. It's a sign that I am too much anointed that one chicken cannot terminate me. 21, I still dead. I, if I were to die, I would have died when they died. I woke up from sleep. Never had a nightmare. Why do I now start battling people that God has already conquered? I went to eat some fufu in some wine joint there over the time. I ate it. Now, I just drank it. The woman said, Ah, Apostle, you were excited. I said, Yes. God has won victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ There are people you can't kill them. What do you mean? I am praying for the fear in you. Fear that you fail. Fear that you will die. Fear that your family is bad. So they will kill you. Or you will not succeed. Or you cannot get married. Hey! I have seen 60 year old woman married in Abu Dhabi by her encounter with the grace upon me. I've seen seven dead people came back to life. One happened in my house, my mother's house in, in, uh, in Kodokrum. She will tell you. She's not like gone for me to say it's a joke. You know my boy called John? That my boy John? No, not the one in Italy. There's another one before that one. This one, Italy one came later. 
I have seen what God can do. And tonight I want to tell you, any fear in your heart, because of some delay in your life, is terminated from your life. Amen. This amen, shout it louder for me. Amen. I say it's erased from your life. Amen. It's broken from your life. Amen. It's terminated from your blood. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You will marry. You will succeed. Amen. You will break through. Amen. You will command money. Amen. I say you will command money. Amen. You will enjoy the grace of God. Amen. In the name of the Father. Amen. In the name of the Son. Amen. In the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Tomorrow will be a great night. Yes. I'm done tonight. Um, I deliberately did that because normally first night in my meeting, I don't lay hands on anybody. I just talk. Can I hear you say amen? amen. But tomorrow something will happen here that will change your life for good. There are every great man has a secret. And some things will be shared with you that will change your life for good. Amen. Can I hear you say amen here? Amen. Nobody meets me and be the same. Also, it's everywhere. Nobody meets me and be the same. I can mention from, from the islands to North America to South America to Europe to India to Nigeria to South Africa to Mozambique to Kenya, Nairobi, to 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 Botswana, Gaborone, to everywhere in the world. I can mention it to Ghana, to everywhere. Nobody ever meets me. Nobody. Whether you are an apostle, you are a bishop, you are an archbishop. Nobody. And I am a nobody. But there is somebody in me that makes somebody out of nobodies. You will never be the same again. I'm not only coming, coming to raise millionaires. No, 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 no. I'm coming to raise strange people that they will become money magnets. Money what? Magnets. <laughs> it's an office I occupy. Money magnet. You will never be the same. May the God whom I serve cover you tonight. And bring you to a place in your life where you will find grace in the sun. I'm so glad you're listening to Apostle Emmanuel Nkun today. I trust God to have been so much blessed. And I believe God that your life, your destiny, your family, your mindset, your goal and aspirations will never be the same again. Understand this, that the best gift to humanity is not a car, it's not a house, it's not a building. But it's Christ Jesus, because he's the only one that can validate your eternal values. Until I come your way same time next week, remember, it is not too destroyed that he cannot repair. It is not too broken that he cannot fix. It is not too scattered that he cannot gather. It is not too destroyed that he cannot repair. And every day of your life shall be full of grace. For when you walk alone, it's a risk. When you walk with man, it's a mere risk. But when you walk with God, 
you shall be full of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot end this broadcast unless I give you the privilege to make the Jesus the Lord of your life. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, I can't save myself. Forgive me of my sins, wash me with your blood, and make me your child. And this thing you said has changed your shift in life. You are now a child of God, a born again Christian. Write us on a P.O. Box, CO1711, Tema. And I trust God that your testimony shall be read for many generations to hear. God richly bless you.